Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are hearing this right now, this only means that you're listening to your girlfriends, your fathers, your mothers, your grandmothers, your dog's favorite podcast. The name of that podcast is... Knowledge, Nonsense, nonsense and Reasoning. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about how some local businesses in Miami had to close their doors, but like all negative things in life, some... Thing positive is bound to happen. With that being said, we are going to be talking about some other restaurants and some other venues that are going to be opening up their doors for the very first time here in South Florida. We're very excited to see them pop up, and and we hope it's just more than just a pop. But talking about pops, we will talking about old man Mike Tyson coming back into the ring. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to be speaking about Nate Robinson going down like Frazier. Like we said, not everything stays up. And definitely, gravity is a thing and things will fall down. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. This is Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. Peace. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do why, all of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me, no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. Because I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He ate platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. And if you don't know that by now, then my God. What have you been doing? Have you even been listening? What have you even been listening to? Yeah, well, so this is it. This is the podcast. This is the radio show. Thank you. We're happy to have you here. First timers, welcome to you. Actually, get sent home a free cookie. Yeah, thank you for um, Slam Radio for noticing our greatness and having us on the show, and giving us a weekly segment to do what we do best, which is talking about a whole bunch of nothing and find something in it. Useless facts sometimes here and there, but um, you know, it's all a good time. But Jonathan, you want to started it off today with something that wasn't so useless, right? I wanted, what was that? I wanted to talk about positivity and negativity throughout covid for 
for the most part, COVID has been um, a negative journey for a lot of people. A lot of businesses closed down. Obviously, getting sick isn't a good thing. People are dying, you know. There's a lot of negativity that comes with it. But, you know, I, I could speak for, for myself and, and possibly Raul that when when things become too negative, too bleak, too dark, you have to grasp for the positivity, for the light. You know, that's the Jedi inside of us that that strive to stay sane throughout dark times. Whatever that may be. Yeah. Because sometimes it's there, you know, it might not be something big, but you find something to keep you pushing. And I guess that's what it's all about at the end of the day, you know, because you can't expect people to push you all the time. Sometimes you just got to push yourself. Yeah, man. You can't rely on anybody to um, to achieve this, the, the, the happiness or the, the self, the feeling of content. Sometimes you got to be your own biggest cheerleader. Sometimes to quote unquote, you have to be your biggest fan or your only fan. Literally, your only fan. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. So we're going to start off this episode talking about. Some, uh, I mean, Raul, you like to go and dine out. I do. I mean, we met I like it, it a lot. We met in the restaurant industry. We did, and we've definitely done a lot of that. Dining out, whining dining and out, dining. whining and dining, whining while dining. Take how take the however you like. You know, we have been the people dropping off the wine. We have been drinking. We have been the people drinking the wine, but unfortunately, there's a lot less people dropping down the wine at the table these days. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been very hard for the, for the workforce as far as servers, busters, bartenders, you know, restaurants, everybody. Because even at, at least down here at fifty percent, even though some places are definitely not going at fifty percent as stated, but that's neither here nor there. Even at fifty percent, companies can't expect to be making what they are, and then some places are still exceeding goals that were set. You know, even with this. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You know. I didn't get out a lot. Of, I didn't get out of the house a lot too much in the beginning of uh, COVID for personal reasons. But when I first when I would go out, I would see that a lot of places would, would be closed. But construction was still a thriving business from what I saw. I mean, I didn't do their numbers, but Jesus, man, my God, we would. I see- mean, well, we both know that the Palmetto will never end. Aside from the palmetto, aside from the ending, palmetto never ending. But whenever we would go to downtown or the Grove, we'd see buildings and construction and workers wearing masks they were wearing masks before i guess now it's just you know convenient to wear masks but you know going back into the grove you know we saw november saw the openings of additional um locations for some restaurants some new restaurants completely and one of them being planta queen it's an asian-centric sister of south beach's planta and it opened up in the grove another restaurant that I'm a huge fan of. I'm I'm pretty sure you're a huge fan of is Taco Craft. I am. I do love me some Taco Craft. So they opened one up in uh in Fort Lauderdale. Really? Yeah, man. Interesting. So so at that point we're talking about just South Florida in general and and just trying to find that correlation. Man, I would I would love I would love to see a chart of how many closing and then how many reopening. Yeah, so I mean I actually have one for you, right? Oh, absolutely. Please. So as far as opening goes, I'm going to name you some of these uh, restaurants. I'm going to I'm gonna name you um, Hachidori Ramen Bar, which okay. opened up this month. Um, I'm also going Where to say is that? it's on okay, 222 Northeast 2nd Ave. Can you tell me how many twos that, that was? 222. Oh, okay. My favorite number, 222. Northeast 2nd Ave. So wherever that's at. Um, Whoever that's at, guys, find it. Kosushi, Miami. 
that's in the beach, Miami Beach. Um, Little Hen, that's in Little Havana. Planter Queen, which is opened up in the Grove. Pura Vida, which is an actual, it's it's an additional restaurant that opened up. I want to say the original one is a little down south by Color Ridge. Okay. Um, that one opened in Miami Beach. You have Shady Distillery that opened up in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Ooh, you sounds sketchy. Super, super, super <laughs> shady. Shady. You have Taco Taco Express. It's pretty self said. That one's over there in Miami Beach. Going back to what I mentioned earlier, Taco Craft, Fort Lauderdale. Shout out to them boys. Oxtail Empanadas, ladies and gentlemen. Oxtail Empanadas. Phenomenal stuff. My favorite thing to get there. I've gone to brunch at, um, what's the name of the place right across the street? The Rock- I've gone, I've gone to brunch at Rockburger multiple times and gotten up from my the, the middle of all the the debauchery. The hoopla, yeah. the malarkey. Yeah, to just walk over and go to a server and be like, hey, man, can you just put in an order of oxtail empanadas for me to go? Take it, go back to Rockburger because of how good they are. Say that for me in Spanish. Oh, yeah, I said it. Tú me puedes coger una empanada de, de rabo, encendido. rabio encendido. And um, yeah, man, come back. So... I have a I have a uh, a little funny story. I had an ex of mine that would that would order from this um Cuban joint every Friday, I would want to say. And she did not know that rabo encendido had a dirty meaning to it. You know the dirty meaning that I speak of, right? I do. Well, we can't say it on air. So she loves oxtail and she would get so hyped because of the oxtail that her coworkers would pressure her to to make a big fuss about it. So she, when she would call, she'd be like Oh yeah! Usually it was a girl picking up the phone. Granted, my ex is a girl, so she'd be like, "Oh yeah, mommy, dame más grande rabo encendido que tú tienes ahí." And wow. these people would eat it up until the day came that she what? she told that story. What the? Ya me encendido. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so she went out and she's like, "Dude, these people kept on laughing at me because I said dame más grande rabo encendido." And I want to say one of her family members was like, "Sweetheart." That that has a double meaning if you're aware. And then she went on UrbanDictionary.com and realized what other people translate that to. And I found that hilarious. It was the cutest thing. The cutest, the cutest thing. So with that being said, those are the list of restaurants that have opened up. So I wanted to say that I counted over seven. So I want to say eight. Eight okay. was in total that have opened up or is opening up by the end of this year. Um, Actually, no, I lied to you. Those were the ones that opened. The ones closing are only two. So more positive is weighing out the, the, the bad here. Um, the closings do go to Ember and Kaido. Um, those were from from what reviewers would say, from what critics would say, that it was two of the most innovative restaurants in Ember and Kaido. They were casualties of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, the chef partner being Brad Kilgore, officially deciding to not reopen neither of the design district spot. That chef slash partner was the one that was running both of those restaurants. Both of those restaurants being in the design district here in Miami. So sucks. And it's and and I hear you, but I don't know how accurate that could be. I don't know. Like only two restaurants closing. I feel like maybe those are like popular restaurants. Right. In the sense of of, of like big restaurants, but like now think about like we're, the we're, lower we're level. We're talking about local businesses. Like these are aren't chain these aren't corporate yeah, no, restaurants. I, yeah, I'm talking yeah, so I might, but I'm talking about like imagine like the little this like is- Chinese joint in the shopping center or something that like nobody knows about. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, the ones that were already struggling to stay afloat. I mean, granted, our hats go off to any restaurant that has been yeah, closed man, down like, throughout this pandemic. But we're talking about restaurants that are that are changing the game of 
culinary. Oh, yeah, you know. What I'm I saying? hear you, but, but still, what, I just want to give a quick shout out to to like those little small mom and pop places, especially Jasmine's from across the street. If um you've gone to FIU, I'm sorry, Raul. Um, they're actually still open. They're they were, still open. Yeah, they're, they're just closed on a Monday. They were just closed on a Monday. Well, it shows you what I know then. Yeah, yeah. They were. I I passed by there today, and I I was I almost cried when I saw the open sign. I actually went and got shrimp shumai. Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah, yeah. They were open. I, sh- okay. I should have told you before the show. Oh, my bad, dude. That would have been nice. I didn't think we were going to come down this this path of small, small, extra small <laughs> businesses. But, hey, man, Jasmine's is still open. Shrimp Shumai. Well, that was that then. So some of the coming attractions that I want to name out here that I'm getting off of the Miami News Times. So you guys know. Miami New Times, great, great source of information. Miami Herald is also a great source of information. Make sure to donate a dollar a month to be able to keep that uh, program afloat there. So I'm going to butcher some of these I names. Get, I get mine pirated. Yeah. Right? I'm going to butcher some of these names, but I'm going to try my best and then explain to you what the concept of it is. Butcher all of them, please. So the first one is aficionado. I'm going to break it up into context. A fish ionado. That's literally how it's spelling it. A fish onionado, Jeremy Ford, to open the seafood restaurant. If you don't know who Jeremy Ford is, you should look it up for those that don't know. I could stay here and explain it to you, but I know. So do your own research. Guys, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I have no idea who this guy is, but apparently he's a top dog because I, re- I have read from him in, the, in this article. So then we got Angelo Elia Pizza Bar opening at Aventure Park Square. The Baked Bear coming to Wynwood and Sawgrass Mons. You got something there, Ro? No. Oh, okay. Um, the Baked Bear coming to Wynwood and Sawgrass Mons. Biscayne Bay Brewing, it's gonna open a location in downtown Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I know you like me. You like some Biscayne Bay Brewing, <laughs> specifically <Some> cerveza. <laughs> Woo. Some robots and needles. So, Biscayne Bay Brewing, that's one of them. Bonchi, which is a Roman style pizza, to open at the Cube Winwood. Um, and for those don't that don't know the Cube Winwood, like myself, search it up. Um, this is one of my. The You're mo- doing a great job, sweetie. This is the more. <laughs> this is one of the more interesting ones. Um, it's called Botanical Gin. So it's it, the concept of it is a gin restaurant, where like, like, like gin. Like oh yeah, sipping on gin. Yeah, like yeah, those guys. Yeah. Bam! Snoop Dogg comes through the doors. Get it? Stop playing my song. So Botanical Gin. That's opening up in Cocoa Walk. Granted, that a couple of these restaurants that I mentioned are opening up in the Grove, and I feel like the Grove is is finally coming back to its prominence right i feel like the last like decade or so dude roughly i was i was talking to one of my friend's mom and she was telling me how she back in the in the 90s her and her buddies would go out and party with um a lot of miami dolphins players wow and i'm like really where would you go so if you're gonna party with miami dolphins players right now aside from covid being a thing where do you think you would see them live 11 the w you know you know so yeah listen we said you know at the same time you know, so <laughs> so that's what I thought. And I'm like, no way. How did you afford these places? Well, whatever, whatever. She's like, no, what do you mean? We would meet up at the Grove. We would meet up at the Grove. And I'm like, what? what? Like, yeah, the 90s was Where, like senior frogs. Yeah, dude, I'm talking about like, like Dan Marino. I mean, there was a couple of places that aren't open anymore that I I can't remember the name for the death of me. But there was a bunch of different. And I remember when Why we were. Why to put Dan Marino out there, huh? Dan Marino would be out there, bro. A bunch of Dolphins players would be out there. Him being another one. Bro, you see Dan Marino at a club? I do a backflip. Come on. So she would she was telling me about all these cool spots that she would come across. All these famous NFL football players, specifically the Miami Dolphins. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Late 80s, early 90s. So now, now the Grove in the last like 10 years has has really taken a toll 10 years of 
like man just rachetera like not the crowd that you want to be out having a good time with and it sucks to say but it's the truth you know you and know? it's crazy and it's crazy when you like you see areas that were so prominent and so nice just fall into you know disarray because due to negligence i feel how else does that happen how else do neighborhoods fall down like that if not negligence why else would those businesses not be there anymore and leave yeah you know because because people don't want to be in that area so 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 it's always nice to hear when when an area such as the grove that you know we're we're born and raised here in miami we all, all of our lives you know about the grove the grove the grove i i recently started going there to monty's you know the oysters are great great happy hour you know i have boats all around me sponsors somebody anybody but who doesn't like having boats around you when you're eating this is true this is very true it's very nice scenery i i had recently i told you about it, i spent a whole day out there you sure did like a true fun guy i truly spent a whole day out there you sure did you and, found some stuff and i uh and i saw what was to come and i came across a couple different places and I'm very excited to see what the Grove is going to have to offer. Specifically, Coco Walk that completely got renovated and it's looking nice. Dude. Yeah. Fat Tuesdays is gone. Fat Tuesdays is gone. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, I like Fat Tuesdays. You'll give me fat seven days a week now. I'd huh? rather go to the Key West for Fat Tuesdays. You've been to that Fat Tuesdays? I like that Fat Tuesdays. And you know what? Even at Bayside, I like their Fat yeah, Tuesdays. The I hope that those guys get like re like. Lit, yeah. Re, 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 that's a nice little strip. You right? know? I love it, Bayside. Come on. And you're right next to the AAA. What are we doing? Yeah, man. Bubble come gum, on. bubble gum, bubble gum, gum, gum. So come on, like, come on, like you have bubble gum? You got Hooters? Yeah. What else? You, like, we know how much you like Hooters. I the restaurant. I prefer bubble gum personally. Really? Absolutely. So we're gonna well, let's move on to Brasamasa opening in downtown Miami. <laughs> Say that for me one more time. Brasamasa. We you Brasamasa. 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 <laughs> what a fun word. Brasamasa. Somebody change the record. Brasa. Okay. So now, uh, this one really caught my attention. It reminded me of, of you. It's uh, called Bunny Cakes. It's opening in downtown Durham. What? The name of the place is called Bunny Cakes. What What? What do they sell? Let your imagination take flight. Can I say it? Can I say what's going on in my imagination? Yeah. Okay. So I think it's one out of three things. Cakes in the shape of bunnies. Cupcakes with bunnies. Like little bunnies. Or say it. <laughs> cakes made out of bunnies. This is FEMA. Open up. Do you mean Peter? Peter, this is Peter. Open up. Sorry. And I'm not talking about the guy that got with Katniss. You know who I'm talking about, guys. Peter. So, just you know, there's and bro, I I I could keep on going. There's literally the 25 more uh, attractions slash places open up. So, ladies and gentlemen, it this is. We got we got things in the works. COVID nineteen is not going to stop these entrepreneurs. That's what I'm talking about. Marlins Park is going to get a beer garden apparently. A beer garden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. Whatever. I'm down with it, Luca sure. Ostoria. No, I mean, dude, this. But let's go back to our crowd favorite, Bad Bacoa, ladies and gentlemen. Bad Bacoa from the owners that brought to you Finca Table and Tap. That was brought to you by. Your your grandparents' favorite, your dad's favorite, and trust me, in about ten years, it will be your favorite, Isla Canaria. And also a little shout out to Amelia's nineteen thirty one. Such a great idea for all these. You got you want to go out celebrate a birthday, you go to Finca. You want to go on a small intimate date, you go to Amelia's. You want to take your family out, you go to Islas Canarias. Down. God, bro, Hiking. all within a one mile radius. Look at that, and, and 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 you wouldn't know. I I didn't know. I didn't know until you told me that Finca and. 
Daniela Canaria are family. Boy, I thought those guys wouldn't even know each other. Yeah, man. So the, no, they're off on the same tree. The co-owner of Finca Table and Tap and Amelia's 1931 is opening up a new concept at the Doral Yard. So Badbacoa is taking a little bit of what um of what Finca's doing, and it's featuring Latin-inspired Badbacoa style meats. For those that don't know, Badbacoa means you know closer to barbecue, and it's close. It's Korean barbecue at that, and it's gonna also feature artisanal pizzas. I'm a huge fan of the pizzas that. Or a finca, whether it's the croqueta pizza, the vaca frita pizza, they're super, bro, super fire. That croqueta pizza is no it's joke. It's so good, it's bro. It's so good. With I the agree. garlic cilantro, no, great stuff. Those guys are killing it. I was very lucky and fortunate to, my first restaurant job was at Finca. 18-year-old dude, getting hired as a food runner uh, busser. Had no experience what I was doing. Um, good friend of ours, um, Elaine. Shout out to baby girl, Elaine Andrade, was the one that took a chance on me. And, I mean, you could say ruined my life, made my life a thousand times better. But I got sucked into the restaurant industry, and I've been doing it since. And it's, it's been a journey, to say the least. You know? So I'm very excited to see um, what they have to offer, let alone that the Doral Yard is, is an up-and-coming area in downtown Doral that features a bunch of live music. And there's nothing more than, than what me and my friend Raul here like. Which is some live music, man. Some tunes, dude. I I definitely miss some tunes. Some tunes, some nice drinks, some nice good quality foods. And, you know, I, I, I truly cannot wait for it. It's supposed to be a super interactive space where you can bring the family, your friends, dates, loved ones, ex-loved ones. Good luck with that, though. Because uh, that might not turn out great. I mean, it might turn out great that day. Just not down the road. So, and man, we're talking about, I mean, they're talking about bringing in grilled octopus with, with batata bravas. You know what that is? No. Neither do I, but it yeah. sounds great. Charscallions. Hey, man, you know that I like eating things I don't know how to pronounce. Patatas bravas. I cannot oh, wait. That sounds great. Patatas bravas. Yeah, dude. I'll I can't, say it. I can't say it. I definitely want to eat it. Yeah, man. Charscallions, churrasco saltado no, with man. papa fritas. Like, come no, on. I'm super down for the uh, grilled octopus. I love grilled octopus. No, man. Why not? I like slow churned rotisserie octopus have you ever had that it's incredible i had it at the i don't remember where one of the hilton's on the keys the other the the waldorf astoria hilton yeah the keys it was incredible oh yeah oh yeah absolutely dude that that's when me and malcolm went jet skiing anyways that's neither here nor there shout out to malcolm one time shout out to malcolm one time we love you we sure do we need to go jet skiing again soon Yes, sir. Yes, he's sir. not gonna know that. Um, we said this though. That's no, okay. He doesn't listen to the show, but he's a, he is a supporter. He is a supporter. And that's all we could ask for. Absolutely. So, moving on from uh from Babacoas and and up and coming restaurants. Let's talk about you know things that come and go. Well, let's talk about things that came back. Mike Tyson, huh? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, man. Wow. Well, first off, you know that I'm a big fan of his. That I've been following this guy, bro. This guy a year ago was on Joe Rogan talking about how I can't work out. Why? Because if I work out, I can't even go for a jog. If I go for a jog, I'm gonna want to go work out. The man and, was fat, I, and then the ego's gonna come back. Man, this guy, this guy looked like he, this guy looked like the guy who ate Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, he did it. He went for that jog. He's he took that first step. And then what did it lead to? Him coming back on Joe Rogan a year later talking. L l l 
I wake up at four in the morning because my enemies are still asleep. Uh, what the Joe, hell? Joe, Joe, I, Joe, Joe, that, that's not something I want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this guy was on edge. On was ready edge. to go. Joe Rogan was like, hey, man, you got to chill. You got to chill. And then we saw what happened this weekend. First, they, hey, man, Joe, Roy Jones Jr. fought to the draw, quote unquote. Nah, bro. The only thing I'm you drawing, saw you saw it. You the saw only it? thing I'm drawing are conclusions, dude. That was, that was. Look, Roy Jones Jr. did a great job in one thing, not getting knocked out. You know what I'm saying? And and hey, I get it. You want to give him the benefit of the doubt? This guy was competing three years ago. Mike Tyson hasn't competed in about a decade and a half. But guess what, bro? That didn't matter. That boy. That did not matter. Boy, he had this. Okay. He, he told. Had this. He had this. Okay. He was a winner, man. Come on, you, you come on, you, you, you had a soup dog going, going in with the commentary, which is supposed to, which is supposed to be Little Wayne, by the way. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that guy? He doesn't miss meetings with Trump, but he misses to to commentate on Mike Tyson's fight. I don't know. What's I don't up know. With that guy. I don't know what's up with that guy. I think he's been compromised. That guy's super compromised. S- super hot. You heard take. about what happened to him though, right? What happened to him that now? He landed uh, one of his private jets here in Miami, and. And I, I don't know if it was the FBI or some form of of um of government personnel sure came in and raided his uh pl- uh his plane and they found a bunch of undocumented and uh, where was that here? Yeah, Miami. Of course, it was. Um, Look at that. They found a bunch of weapons that weren't registered under his name, let alone that he's a convicted felon. So in the state of Florida, he cannot have a gun. So he's he's facing ten years. What's up? Do you think it happens? I think it happens, man. Trump's gonna pardon him. <laughs> I don't know. After he pardons himself. After he pardons himself, right? Uh, no, well, actually. You know, you know who really needs to get pardoned, though? Who? Nate Robinson. Uh, hey, hey, he is pardoned, all right? He did a great job, right? Hey, I don't see anybody else stepping up and doing that. What's up? Now now um, everybody's a tough guy now. Evan Turner and this guy and that guy. Wonder who I want to see in there? Ron Artest, aka Metal World Peace, Bro. or James Johnson. Big, we are we are big fans of James Johnson here. The two black belts, undefeated career. Representing Jiu Jitsu. What are we doing? Four and zero in MMA, I believe. At me, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or if not, hey, you're a big football fan. Greg Hardy, professional UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. Form, yeah, yeah. Form, former for, Dallas Cowboy. Former, you know, former Dallas Cowboy. Jonathan and America's team. Just like Rudy Giuliani is America's mayor, but whatever. I'm giving up on the Cowboys this season, bro. And, and, and we all give up on Rudy Giuliani, right? That so, guy. That guy. America's mayor, right? So do you think that the the, the Mike Tyson fight, I don't want to use the word rigged here, but do you think that it was given that draw on purpose because it wasn't a knockout or because they wanted another fight? To... So you mean why did boxing do what boxing does? Yeah. I mean, dude, I don't want to say it, but I'm I'll sorry. Say it. Boxing is the most rigged sport in history i mean yeah i don't know do you think it's because okay so i might be completely wrong here but i do know that boxing has to be one of the oldest sports out there um yeah yeah i I don't think you're completely wrong i I don't think i'm completely wrong i think that's you're right okay at least we could track the history going to at least what 800 years ago maybe a thousand years ago boxing was the thing right but 
Okay, anyway, I'm just saying, due to the longevity of it and all the forms it's kept going in, it's never really died. It's never really stopped. Therefore, how could the how could those seeds not be in place? Just like with any government or just or like with any company or like any royalty, you know what I'm saying? There's a monarchy to things. There's there's uh there's levels. So how could the same thing not be going on in boxing? Come on. I don't think I don't I don't think either guy included wanted 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 that draw or to end or for it to end that way. Well, you know what? There's another opportunity for a paycheck, so why would they complain? Because they're like 40 years old in the box. 40? Bro, these guys are pushing 60 almost. That's crazy. Mike Tyson didn't look like he really skipped a beat. That guy's 55, bro. 55, 56, I want to say. You could hear that was landing, those punches getting landed, dog. Yeah, man. That was crazy. I mean. No, hey, hey, man. That guy's a killer, bro. That guy. And imagine. He never stopped even uh, partaking in extracurricular activities. Right. Like. Like he like he runs a weed business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he runs a giant corporation. That's crazy. And he was still able to pull it off. I mean, I don't know. I wanted him to win. I think he should have won, but you know what? He is gonna win another another giant paycheck, dude. You think they're gonna fight again? Absolutely. You know how much they got for that? They each got paid a million dollars, taking home, not counting what was given to the charities. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah. So whatever number you heard, which is a lot higher. That all went to charity. Each one took home a mill. And then the other card that who would have thunk any of this would have gone down. Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul. Come on. This guy, Mr. YouTube, got kicked off Disney Channel on the same card as Mike Tyson. Isn't that the most 2020 thing you've ever heard? No, that's definitely the most 2020 thing I've ever heard. Come on. Uh, against Nate Robinson, former slam dunk champion, NBA player. I know. He does not look like a former slam, slam dunk champion. At all. At all. <laughs> At oh, all, dude. but you know what? He is a man who's always trying to reach new heights. But unfortunately, these heights were a little bit too tall for him. But as um, you all probably know, if you don't know, spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> um, he got knocked out early in the second round by Jake Paul. Yeah, he actually, and he fell down in the first round. And he, yeah, well, yeah, he got knocked, he got knocked down. But there he got knocked, knocked out. out. You got knocked up out. As a memes. As it means, I'm sure you've all been seeing my favorite, my my favorite the one, Toy Story one. The, the Toy Story one uh, has been my has been my favorite one so far. Where when um Andy walks in the room, all the toys fall. Yeah, and his his his, I mean, kudos I, to him to stepping in the hey ring. Hey man, at he all. stepped up. All his NBA brothers uh, have all lauded him for it, except for I think Nick Young. Swaggy P's been making a lot of jokes, but come on, that guy's a joke here. Yeah, come on. You know dude. what I'm saying? Go ask a D- go ask D'Angelo Russell about about your jokes, dude. Go ask. Come on, dude. That that guy got dropped by by, by uh, Misegi Azalea. Who said said seventy five percent of people listening? Exactly. That's, That's who you Zalia. are, Iggy Azalea. That's where you're at, Nick Young. So, what 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 would you watch another Mike Tyson fight? Absolutely. Would you pay for it? Never. All right, cool. So, shout out to that. Just, just, just like my Miami Herald news. Oh, yeah? How do you... They're going to come down and shut the... They're going to shut all of this down right now, guys. They're going to shut all of this down. Ladies and gentlemen, this is knowledge. Nonsense. And reasoning. I'm going to leave you with a joke before we take an instrumental break. Um, Raul. Jonathan. Why don't ants get COVID? <laughs> Because they, because they social distance.
It's not because they're six feet or apart. It's because they have antibodies. Instrumental break. Rel, take it all away. Chicka chicka wah. Chicka 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 who? Chicka chicka pop pop pop. Chicka chicka androids. Chicka what? And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you like the tunes that we were bringing to you live from our mouths. All the beeps and the bops and the boops and the whoops and the floops. Yes, sir. And once again, this is knowledge. Nonsense. And reasoning. Thank you for joining us week after week. If this is your first time here. Well, happy to have you. As Ahsoka Tano said, first times, you know, what was it that she said? I forgot. I, 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 <laughs> I forgot. It was super out of Oh, uh, first experiences. They good or bad, they're, they're, they they're, be, always, they're always memorable, yeah. Super random, what by the, the way. Hell are you oh, wait, hold about? on. Spoiler alert! Oh, Sokotano comes out in The Mandalorian. Whoa, sorry, guys. Spoiler alert, you said it after I said it's Sokotano. Come on, yeah, dude. but you didn't say where she like where this happened. All right, we're talking about this. We're gonna go straight into The Mandalorian part two of this episode. All right, this is how I truly feel about it. I think that every episode. Has been a repeat of every episode as far as yeah the, adventure the of the adventure. week adventure yeah. dude Who's the planet need dude, some help the just... only way you achieve what you need to come here for is by helping me kick some butt over here I mean you I know love what love it I mean that sounds like the most realistic expectation of that that sounds like the most realistic thing to come out of Star Wars you need something well what do you what could you do for me that price is high hey man but you know he's been getting it done and you know what. I enjoy these 30-minute cowboy films. I feel like I'm watching... That's literally what it is. It's just Clint Eastwood dressed... That's, that's not Pedro Pascal. That's Clint Eastwood. Dude, literally. Um, I mean, I'm enjoying every second of it. And especially, why don't you drop some of those fun facts that you were talking to me about on, on behalf of this last episode, bringing well, in Ahsoka so, Tano. Well, By the way, so, spoiler alert. So... <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, Dave Filoni is... Uh, Baloney, Filoni. Oh, okay. <laughs> now to be confused with Dave Baloney, the heir to the Baloney Empire. Which one? All of it. That's not what we're talking about. So Dave Filoni, he was a showrunner for the Clone Wars, creator of Star Wars Re- Rebels, Rebels, right? Rebels. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, he helped create the character of Ahsoka Tano and Shaker and Shaper into the character that she is now, Shake and Shape into the character that she is now yeah no that's literally that's what it is so he had the pleasure of writing and directing this episode where where she was on the mandalorian the first time in live action with rosario dawson who has been trying to play this character since the clone wars came out back in 2008 yeah man um i personally think that from where ahsoka was left off in clone wars oh spoiler alert she comes back in clone wars by the way the last season. Oh my God, bro! You're, we're just dropping, dropping hot heat, heat content, content, content. So give us that fan mail. At least we'll get mail. So <laughs> she, um, the way that she left off in in the last season of Clone Wars is very, very, very adequate to how they bring her in in the Mandalorian. I think that the transition from from literally what she looked like. Her feelings, her view on the Jedi and everything that has happened. Yeah, but you're missing a gap there as well. And the Rebels. And Rebels. And the Rebels. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with what takes place in Rebels. Come on. She she didn't believe that Anakin turned. Yeah. Until she faced him herself. I agree with you. I I completely forgot to mention out the Rebels, but the Clone Wars 
the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars literally is what set that woman on a mission. It sure is. It's literally it sure. what set her I on mean, a mission. It's what and started. In the Rebels, they did a, also a great job of of bringing her in and just throwing her and and doing everything that she had to do. I mean, that face off with that. I mean, uh, they threw her. I mean, come on, yeah. They they threw off buildings. They threw her out of the Jedi Council without proper without proper evidence. And and then she left. They were like, "Oh, Ahsoka, come back." She was like, "No, I'm gonna leave." Do you think Anakin turns the way he did if he would have left with her? Absolutely not. No, of course not. Absolutely not. Of course not. Absolutely not. Yeah, man. But instead, you know, we got Tanakin. That's what it called, teenage Anakin. Because he's all angsty. And then growing up, Anakin is basically just Tanakin, but growing up. And man, I think I think leaving the Jedi console would have been the best thing for him. Would have been the healthiest thing for him. He needed to leave. I feel like he had more re- No, he didn't. I don't think yeah. You think he had more reason to leave? Absolutely. Over Ahsoka? They didn't even want him there. They framed her though. And Maybe not. All Jedi's at least the Jedi, all the council turned their back on her, even Obi-Wan. But but except for Anakin. But and Anakin knows how that feels. So yeah, I think Anakin should have left. He should have. I think he should have left. Yo how often? Or you know what? Give me on a scale of one through a hundred. Uh-huh. Of the feeling that that rises in your gut when you're watching episode three and you're watching everything play out on a scale of one through a hundred, how badly do you want to make everything okay? And just jump into the trilogy and tell them what really goes up, knowing that it will make all the other movies. Not a thing. Leave no, it right there. No number reaches that. It, it's a tragedy. I've cried. Bro, I cry every time. I've cried every single time. Wishing. And, and you man, were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You destroyed this young adult's character. You, you destroyed any opportunity this guy had at real life. This guy was way too fragile. This wasn't your guy. No, I and I agree with you, bro. Anakin, I, bro, there was too much baggage. There. Oh, hey, Anakin, who's your dad? We don't know. And I and I You're, and I love. Come on, I love Natalie Portman. Come on. And as much as I want to end this life with Natalie Portman, as much as we all think that she's an angel, we get it. I get. We get it. Anakin, what are you doing? She's a fine woman. Come on, that's a senator. Come on, that's a queen, sir. And you are a little sand boy slave. Yeah, man. It was tragic. Straight up. Your mom, leave her behind. Sorry, kid. It's it's oh what? The guy who's gonna put you on? Oh, he got sliced in half. So what was So you- here, <laughs> take his little brother. Take his mini me, I guess. I thought I'd find a, a Jedi master here. What I thought that I'd find a full Sith. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is knowledge nonsense and reasoning with a little extra nonsense today. Over here at uh oh, something divine. Well, oh, little little other fun tidbit. Tell me a tidbit. You have me at George Lucas was there for when they filmed this last episode of the Mandalorian. Of the Mandalorian. So, what would you grade this this uh, like on a grading scale, A plus to F? Oh, A plus, man. A plus I, so far? I I think it was I think it was incredible. What you bring your soga back or no? Yeah, but not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But. You find a reasonable plot thread, okay? Yeah, cause she she already said it. It's not me, bro. Not the one you're looking for. It's true. So, what's up? We but you know we made some rebels characters in. Absolutely, that guy gets captured. I believe it's Ezra. 
Ezra. Yeah, so here so oh, man. so so here's what I'm thinking. Wow, this guy just So here's what I'm thinking. We got Ezra in it. He's the one who answers the call when they reach the Jedi temple, right? But he gets captured. Because remember, it's already proven that the Empire, even though they quote unquote lost, they haven't really, they really haven't. And we already know that Palpatine is working on some stuff behind the scenes. So what are we doing? We just have one little splinter cell faction as we see that splinter cell factions are a thing as well, even amongst the good guys within the Mandalorians. That's been shown already that there are factions. So why can't there be factions within the Empire? And one of those factions captures Ezra. And that's how Ahsoka has to come back to help the Mandalorian free Ezra to train Baby Yoda or Gragu. (laughs) Grogu. Whatever. I don't remember his name. I don't care. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. And that's how she comes back. Yeah. No, I mean. And then she dies. What's what's your favorite um, storyline in Star Wars? Ever? Singular character. Han Solo. Han Solo? Han Solo. You have this guy, this ordinary guy who's just trying to be selfish, even though he has a heart of gold, thrown into this magical world of laser swords and wizardry and this and that. And, oh, my dad's a bad guy. Oh, wait, I kissed my sister. It's all a mess. And then he married. And then it's all a mess. This guy was just trying to make a buck. Chill out at the cantina. Not get frozen in carbonite. Not lose his ship. And what happens? All of those things happen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all of it. All of it. I'm up there. I, that's that's Han Solo. For I don't sure. think I could give you a different, a definitive answer. But Luke Skywalker is a little too corny for me. Luke Skywalker is way too corny. Luke Sky. If they would have done a Luke, if they would have done that trilogy now, like maybe a, a rated R version of it. Not even now. Just like you know, just a little bit more hardcore version. But I don't know, man. I think they just make the Jedi too soft. I don't know. I don't think soft is the I word. Mean, that's me saying it because yeah. I want to see these guys cursing at each other and ah, I mean, meet me at the pub for a drink. You know, what I'm I saying? I would say outdated. Yes, sir. Come on, like even like monks these days are I'm sure are more modernized. Not even with the drinking, but like with their dialect. Even the dialect. Honestly, I just think that the dialect was very shoddy. It was very shoddy. Shoddy. Yes, it was very plain dialect there was nothing and emphatic about it i think emphatic and just regular like imagine quentin Tar- okay a watered down quentin tarantino star wars script would would be better would still be better would still be better well, imagine if aaron sorkin he wrote um the social network west wing others <laughs> jobs with michael fassbender the dialect is very yeah, yeah, yeah quick. Yeah. I would imagine a Star Wars movie like that. I just think that the Jedi were casualties of George Lucas's lack in writing interesting dialect in regular mundane conversations. I think he writes great epic dialect. Like, come on. Is it? Let me ask you a question. Really yeah. fast is it dialect or dialogue? Dialogue, dialect is a, is the tone of the conversation. Got it. Dialogue are the dialogue is the actual words. That's oh. where the dialect. I just want to make sure yeah. that we all know what we're talking yeah. about. I had no idea. Oh no. I'm here to throw uh, no see because like I feel like the tone of the conversations he has are horrible. I feel like I feel like he's not good at like 
making things informal, which is like everything has too much of a formal dialect for me. Got it. Come Thank on. You. We all hang out constantly. We're all in the same room constantly. We don't always talk to each other. Oh, uh, yes. Master Yoda, did you see the latest, you know, benefits? Be bop boop. It's true. Even the, the, the most human person sounding in the room is, is a robot. That's ridiculous. You got a point there, brother. But I'm still looking very forward to this Friday and what these guys got to show. With that said, there's probably only three episodes left. Yeah. There, there's only eight episodes last season. No reason to believe that. They don't have they to go, this yeah, they'd go above the Call of Duty. Yeah. Well, let's see what they got left. But, so, but, but, now if, but now if you do want your fix for rated R superheroism, the boys on Amazon Prime. You should definitely check that out. What is that? So the boys are a comic book series. Oh, the boys. The boys. I thought it was a whole. (laughs) I'm like, the boys on Amazon Prime. This is on Disney Plus too. What's going on? What's going on here? It's a whole thing about Amazon Prime. We're Jeff Bezos. You're allowing this to happen? Got it. I've heard great things about that. I've heard very great things about that. That that is definitely your rated R. Can I get your your Amazon Prime info? Sure. Just like I have your Miami Herald info. Perfect. So let's move on to another strange conversation here. The monolith. monolith. What's up? Now, do you think it's different monoliths or do you think it's the same monolith? Well, Di- I was reading one article where it was saying that a group of teenagers were doing an art installation. Yeah. But what's up in Romania too? Just to give you guys some feedback. The first one was found in what? Utah, was it? Utah. So, month, so, now, so now one was found in Romania. It's pretty, that's quite a distance to travel. I mean, you definitely can't drive the there. X-File themes. You definitely can't drive there. So, yeah. What do you think, man? What do you think? Yeah. Is this is this a season finale to 2020 we've all been waiting for? Aliens pull up at 2020. On 20, yeah. On 20, 12, 2020, 20. <laughs> I think the monolith looks like a like something that was ripped off of the set of 2001: Space Odyssey. It really no. That's exactly what it is. Oh yeah. It's a reference to that. There's a monolith when when um when the whole universe resets back to the Stone Age, and it's just the monkeys. There's a monolith right there that shows a space-time continuum. Wow. Yeah. What do you think it is, bro? I mean, dude, it's like ten to twelve feet tall, bro. I think it's somebody messing with us. I think it's too good to be true that it's aliens. Too good to be true, huh? I'm super about it. Oh, what? At this point, I. At this point, it's about time. We need to be humbled as a society, and then we'll be, and then we'll work together. Shout out, shout out to Watchmen. Straight up, that's a great quote. That's a quote from Watchmen. I'm paraphrasing, but that, but that's how it ended. The whole world was on the verge of World War Three, and then one of the heroes tricked everybody into thinking that the world was being attacked. Well, hero, I guess, is being used very loosely. Spoiler alert. So, I mean, 40 years too late, bro. So, <laughs> but anyways, so he creates a giant octopus to destroy, to attack the world. Kills like a billion people or something like that. Give and or take. Give or take. And yeah, the world has never worked together closer ever since. Well, well I guess we're going to find out. We've hit December. We're, it's technically the first of the month, second of the month. So 
Let's see what's going on with it. As we move on to the last part of the show, usually we start off with sports, but this week we figured that the Miami Dolphins did not get to, need to get speaking, spoken about because they played the Jets. Those guys suck. So I, I didn't want to hype it up. I mean... I don't even want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to talk about it. It doesn't count. Dude, they're on 11. The Jets suck. Sam Darnold came back and played. Sure. Cool. Yeah. That's great. But I'll still give you the facts. Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in for Tua. Hurt his thumb and his ego, apparently. Threw for um, 257 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. 24 on 39 passing. Ryan Fitzmagic back at it again. Looking very good. But once again, don't get hyped. It's the Jets. We still struggle at the running back position for we did not have a single player that ran the ball, including three running or two running backs. DeAndre Washington, 13 for 49. Matt Breda, 8 for 36. Neither could get 50 yards. Ryan Fitzpatrick also had a couple of uh, rushes, three to be exact for 10 yards. We can't run the ball. We don't have a legit running back. Our offensive line needs to get better at they, Their pass protection is decent. We don't, we, the, our quarterback doesn't get sacked that often. Well, I can't say that because last week, our boy Tua got sacked six times before he got yanked out of the game. But I don't blame that all on the offensive line. Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't go down because this man's a gunslinger. He reacts. He throws. He does not overthink. Sometimes that causes his interceptions. For for the most part, defenses. But nobody get said this guy's a star either. We're of not talking course. about Peyton Manning over here. Of course. So, for for what's expected of him, I think he goes above and beyond expectations. No, of course, of course, and he's still learning. Sam Darnold, on the other hand, had a pretty interesting night: sixteen on uh, one hundred ninety-seven yards, sixteen from twenty-seven, and two interceptions. Frank Gore led the way back there. Shout out to him. Big fan of his. Shout out! Sh- shout out to the most two important guys from the from the 2013 Super Bowl, playing for the Jets. Coral Gables, hi baby. Um, that's the only highlight that I'm going to touch on because I hate everybody else on the Jets. And then yeah, okay. man. So the Dolphins, they're seven and four. They're in the wild card, tied for the wild card to be in fact. We play the Bengals next week. Tua is set to start. Not 100 percent sure about that. The Bengals are the Bengals. Joe Burrow's out for the season. Turn MCL, turn ACL. You would think it's a guaranteed win. But we lost to the Broncos a week before, 13-20. and 20. So, huh, let's just cross our fingers. Everybody's Zimmer down. I think we need to win this game. I think so, too. Because the following week, we play the Chiefs. In Miami, though. Yeah. We got to win this Those game. Those guys are pretty good. They're okay, from what I've heard. Tyreek Hill. You know, uh, some what's that guy? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I heard that guy's okay. I heard he might have won something last year. Or just kicked up. Well, not kicked Tom Brady's butt. Twenty-seven to twenty-four was the final score of his game. He, but he slayed. God. He slayed Tom Brady's you career. To, you want almost. Me to tell you his facts. Come his, on, uh, stats. Come on, this guy's about to win his second MVP. Forty-nine attempts, thirty-seven completions, four hundred and sixty-two passing yards. In a game? Yeah. Like this week? Against the Buccaneers. 460. I guess, oh, man. I guess the Buccaneers. Three touchdowns. <sighs> Tom Brady must hate that guy. Tyreek Hill, you ready for this one? Ready. 13 receptions. 269 yards receiving. Three touchdowns. Get it. Played against him in fantasy. Didn't matter. That man, that team is just something else, bro. That man... They could, they could, they could put together a dynasty, and you know how hard that is to say in football. What do you say that Andy Reid is a coach? Everybody thought Bruce Arians was. Yeah, I think he was the first perfect uh, plug-in because 
something that I admire about Andy Reid, which is something this I, I rarely say this, but I also admire it about Bill Belichick, is that he doesn't need to have the best defensive coach. He doesn't need to have the best defensive personnel, but he makes it happen. That guy, yes. their their defensive mind is great, and his, their offensive mind is great as well. But credit where credit is is due, Patrick Mahomes makes it happen, dude. Over week in and week out, these guys it's, only lost one game. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. And the dude eats macaroni and cheese with ketchup. <sighs> I'm about to go eat some when I get home. Just to see if that gives What's you the power. What's going on here? Literally, what is going on here? Come on, man. Like, I, I think I think the only guy that could come close to, like, being as important to his team as he is right now is Russell Wilson with the Seahawks. Absolutely. Come on. And Russell, even, Wilson's, Russell Wilson is doing some amazing things, bro. That guy is. If Patrick, if, if Patrick Mahomes was not having the year that he was having, we, we, we would be talking about Russell Wilson this way. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, you had asked me about the MVP race, and I find it so hard because there's so many good players right now. I mean, dude, I see it firsthand with Derrick Henry, my first-round uh, fantasy football draft pick. This guy's going off. 174 yards, three touchdowns. Ah, What are we doing? My God, dude. My gosh. So many good players. Even uh, this dude from L.A. Uh, Sam, no, what is it? Yeah, Sam Darnold. The defensive, uh, he's a defensive lineman. Bro, this guy's averaging... More than a soccer game, bro. This guy is just such a disruptive force for the Rams. But I'm sorry. Shout out to Joshua Jackson one time. You guys lost to the San Francisco 49ers, bro. What the? What the heck? What the heck? Well, enough about football. This show's coming to an end. So we figured we ended on a nice bright note. And that bright note, that nice note is A minor. Just kidding, guys. 65 years ago today, Rosa Parks stood up for civil rights by sitting down. So look at that. Shout out, big shout out to Rosa Parks. And then let's talk about somewhere in heaven. And now let's fast forward 65 years and talk about someone else who's standing up for their rights today. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, absolutely. Dave Chappelle. As as we all know, Dave, Dave Chappelle has a beautiful relationship with Netflix right now. It's going well. They pay him 50 mil. Uh a comedy special. Why? Why fifty mil? What a number! Why does that matter? Because fifty mil is exactly how much Comedy Central offered Dave Chappelle to do a fourth season of the the Dave Chappelle Show. Wow, are you serious? As a heart attack. So here's so that so now here's what happened. That's great, but guess what? They were making a billion off licensing and everything because guess what? They own the the name the Dave Chappelle Show. Right. Now, why am I throwing all these facts at you? Because as as a lot of people noticed, as it was the number one show streaming on Netflix and Hulu for a few days, the Dave Chappelle show was streaming on streaming services. So you would think, oh, Dave Chappelle's getting paid out. No, he does not. He, he does not get a penny of that. So he spoke with the overlords at Netflix. Well, at this point, I think Dave Chappelle's the overlord, not them. And told him that it makes him sad seeing that show streaming, knowing he doesn't make money, quote unquote. Yeah. These are from the man's words. And they didn't want to see him sad anymore. So they took it off. The power of Dave Chappelle, huh? Yeah. And I also think it's like. Now, let's see if Hulu follows suit as a class actor or not. They have, they have Dave Chappelle on that show. They they have the show, but they don't but they don't owe him anything. Come on, you're Netflix. You're not trying to sour that relationship. Yeah. 
So, so, but let's see if, let's see what they do, but it's so crazy, huh? That, that someone so powerful, so famous. So, so someone, come on, he gets away with anything he wants to do. You, you can't smoke cigarettes indoors. Guy, the guy hosted Saturday night live two weeks ago, lights up a cigarette on stage and we're this and we're that he could get away with it. Mind you, this is like basic cable television, basically. Yeah. Come on. Everybody has NBC. Crazy. That man, favorite comedian of all time, best comedian of all time. Where do you, where do you land him? I think he's definitely a generational comedian. Uh, top five, easy. Top three. Of all time? All time. All time, for sure. The man is a legend. The man's a living legend. And, and, he will, and his legend will only continue to rise. Yeah. So, and I think Comedy Central should give him. The, has he been on Joe Rogan? Yeah. He was just there last week. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, man. I'll check that out. You, bro, it's great. Highly recommend it. So Comedy Central, give the man his money. But you know what? You need to take advantage of somebody else. Take advantage of us. We will take anything. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Knowledge. Nonsense. And reason. Hopefully soon on Comedy Central. Once Let us know, guys. As, uh brought to you by, by uh, Love and Abuelas Everywhere. We are signing off. And Slam Radio. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Slam Radio. We're signing off with our best NPR um, impression. So, um, yeah, man. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Woo! Knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. This is Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. Signing out. Have a good night. Woo! What the heck? The views and opinions expressed on knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.